This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest professors to your fingertips. With more than 500 courses on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming or DVD and CD. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses including the decisive battles of world history. For this limited time 80% offer, go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is Jeffrey Anderson with the 2017 Project. And as you look ahead in 2015, Jeff, there's uh, some news on the horizon about Obamacare. And I think the most shocking may arrive on April 15th when people discover that they got benefits they weren't supposed to get and now they owe a tax on it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's bad enough Americans have to live under Obamacare, but if the IRS man comes, tax man comes knocking and says, hey, you got... Uh, more in the way of Obamacare premium subsidies than you were supposed to get because you uh, estimated your income incorrectly, that's going to be a particularly unpleasant experience for a lot of people. So do I have to give the kidney back? <laughs> you, you may have to. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know if you would have gotten a, a kidney replacement under Obamacare. I mean, that's that's pretty advanced medicine. Yeah, for... but, but that's an interesting point because you say people miscalculated. In fact, this website was supposed to calculate this stuff for you. It was supposed to answer your questions for you. And my understanding is some people are going to be facing uh, 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 payouts or you know tax uh, uh, consequences when they did everything as far as they knew correctly and they got benefits to which they weren't entitled, but they didn't know any better. Yeah, I mean, part of the problem is that nobody knows. I mean, people's income does vary over the course of a year. You don't necessarily know what you're going to to get, especially if you're what you're going to earn, especially if people that are um, self-employed or have more variable incomes. And, and I just think this whole experience. And I mean, there's sort of two parts to this. One, there's going to be people who get audited and have to have a very unpleasant experience of dealing with the IRS um, and get forced to pay subsidies. Have to be, are forced to pay subsidies back. There's going to be plenty of other people, probably a far, far, far larger group, who don't get audited, who did get overpaid in terms of the premiums, got more than they were supposed to get from Obamacare, maybe, maybe deliberately in a lot of cases. And, and that rampant fraud is not going to get caught by the IRS, and it's just going to be at the expense of, of, of all you know, Amer- taxpayers across America. And, and more than likely, the Obama administration is not going to be too enthusiastic about going after people in this vein. And so I think the the taxpayer waste is another big angle of this. It's interesting because there's a report in Massachusetts that because of their computer issues, miscalculations, not by the uh, the customers, but by the system, there were people earning in excess of $120,000 who were receiving subsidized Obamacare coverage and, or, you know, uh, through the Massachusetts exchange. And now the question is going to be, are they ever going to have to pay any of that back? Is anyone going to go to them and say, you shouldn't have gotten this in the first place? And what happens when they try to renew? Are they going to be told no after a year of, uh, of they were getting Medicaid coverage, Jeff, with more than $100,000 in income? Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, Obamacare is so set up where you know, it's the chosen folks who, who get money. And in many cases, people get money. They're not supposed to get money. And meanwhile, most middle-class Americans get nothing out of it. And, and I think that's why you continue to see it be so um, un- unbelievably unpopular and, and why, it, why it needs to be repealed. It needs to go. And I also think this whole episode shows it's a reminder of the importance of 
Republicans putting forward an alternative to Obamacare, and, and a reminder that that alternative needs to be much simpler and keep the IRS role, uh, keep the IRS out of things. I, I think the, a key aspect to a, a conservative alternative to Obamacare is it needs to not have income tested, um, well, like the alternative that we've put forward at the 2017 project, which calls for tax credits. Um, for all Americans, everyone gets the same amount regardless of their income, and that way everybody knows what they're getting. They'll get it regardless of whether their income goes up or down, and there's no place for the IRS to come in and, and, and harass you and tell you you got more than you should have, and there's, there's no opening in that vein for fraud. I think it's a key aspect of a, of a conservative alternative going forward. One of the things that's disturbing for some of us, Jeff, is that you don't hear Republicans talking about the specific problems. For example, that we're finding out 2015 may be a bad year for audits for Obamacare customers. Why aren't Republicans, you know, taking the opportunity to point that out? Why aren't they talking about the changes in the costs as far as, uh, you know, premium charges, the fact that entire plans have disappeared for some customers, or just the cost to the states of expanded Medicaid now that we know that it's going to add billions of dollars even to the bills of states who didn't join in because there's a tax on Medicaid providers and the states are going to, you know, who are many cases Medicaid providers, are going to have to pay a tax to subsidize Obamacare in other states. I don't hear these specifics. I read them in the Weekly Standard. I hear them from you. Why wouldn't a John Boehner or uh, you know, a Paul Ryan be talking about these specifics and offering an alternative that addresses them? Well, I think you know, some of them are, are trying to talk about some of these things. Um, uh, they're probably not doing as good a job as, as, as perhaps, you know, they, they would want to or, or could. Um, I, I think to some extent um, Republicans have, have had a little bit of trouble keeping their eye on the ball when it comes to Obamacare. I think it's, it's been clear from even before the time Obamacare passed that Americans don't want it. We've now had two elections in 2010 and 2014 where Americans have reconfirmed that they really don't want it. The opening is very much there for Republicans to, uh, to, to repeal and replace Obamacare in 2017, if not earlier. And uh, I, I say if not earlier because I think there will be an opening with the uh, Supreme Court case coming out of the pike this summer. And, uh, and yet, uh, you know, it seems like that the commitment to follow through is, is not always... That's a great point, Jeff. My question is, now what should Republicans early in 2015 focus on? What piece of Obamacare should they you know, bring to a vote and challenge or, or highlight to kind of set the stage for the rest of 2015? Well, I think it's crucial that Republicans not be focused on trying to fix Obamacare. This was passed as comprehensive legislation. It needs to be repealed comprehensively. And, uh, and so all of the, the piecemeal efforts need to highlight things that are particularly unpopular and egregious and, and, uh, and without which Obamacare wouldn't work very well or even, even less well than it already does. They shouldn't be trying to, to improve it, but rather uh, undermine it at the same time that they provide relief to Americans. And so I think that the best thing in that vein, now that the Obamacare insurer bailout has been removed as a result of the, the Cromnibus legislation, is is to go after the insurer, uh, sorry, the, uh, the individual mandate once again. The individual mandate has, is something that it's always been arguably the most unpopular part of Obamacare, and yet I, I, there has not been a lot of talk about it in the last year or so. Um, Republicans have sort of strangely gone silent on it, and it's, it's entirely unprecedented. It's the first time in American history that the federal government has ordered the American people to buy a product or service of the federal government's choosing from, from a private company, 
and as a condition of living in the United States. There, I mean, there's, it's a good reason that Americans cannot stand this provision. And so why not go after it? I mean, especially because if it were removed, it would weaken Obamacare all the more. It relies on the individual mandate to, to prop it up and, and uh, force the unwilling to, come to uh, enter the Obamacare exchanges. And so I think it's a great avenue of attack, and it's not the kind of thing that President Obama is likely to, um, to sign into law, but that's sort of beside the point. I mean, why not uh, continually pass legislation looking to give people a reprieve from this and, uh, and highlight that, uh, that, that the compulsion and, and coercive element of Obamacare has is, is, is always been a part of it that the American people hate the most. And, of course, that's not part of the alternative that the 2017 project has been recommending, and so it's another way to highlight the Republic alternative is very different from the thing Americans hate. Absolutely. I mean, the 2017 project alternative to Obamacare would have no mandates, no, would get rid of the individual mandate, the employer mandate, all the other mandates about what insurance has to cover, et cetera, and allow people to, to go shop for value and get, get ins- the insurance that they want to have and restore, uh, you know, choice to, to the American people and not just give a whole bunch of new power and control to the federal government. Jeffrey Anderson with the 2017 Project. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.